Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast. I'm your host, Greg Goins, and I'm so excited to introduce our very special guest, Heather Worrell. Heather is a digital coach with the Kentucky Department of Education, and she's also one of the driving forces behind an innovative professional learning model in Kentucky called Kentucky Go Digital. You can use the hashtag KYGoDigital to find both live and on-demand content as some of the very best school leaders in Kentucky share digital tools and ideas to create better schools for kids. If you are doing something innovative in your school, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me uh, via Twitter at Dr. Greg Goins, and also be sure to share out those great ideas on Twitter and social media with the Reimagine Schools hashtag. As always, thanks so much for listening and your support of this podcast, and enjoy this episode with Heather Worrell. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Reimagined Schools podcast. My guest today is Heather Worrell with the Kentucky Department of Education, and Heather's doing great things, not only in the state of Kentucky, but really globally with the Kentucky Go Digital platform. So welcome to the show, Heather. Hey, thanks, Greg. So honored to be here with you today. I, I enjoy following your work as well, and you're making some big waves for the state and beyond. So it's, I'm very honored to join forces with you today, sir. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, let's kind of dive in and, and talk about your background a little bit. Uh, I, I guess the first question that pops into my mind is how does someone become a digital coach for a, a state education association? Right. So I often equate my journey to that of a jungle gym. Um, I've been all over the jungle gym of this great profession we call education. So by trade, I'm one of those crazy middle school people. Uh, I worked 11 years in middle school. I started out as a middle school social studies teacher and I was a pretty crazy one. Um, I specialized in PBL and kinesthetic learning. My students were mummifying chickens and we did civil war battle reenactments at the golf course with slingshot water balloon cannons when I taught eighth grade. So I, I was that, that teacher who always kept my principal a little bit scared but we had a blast and I love teaching then moved on to be a library media specialist uh, that's where my love of ed tech comes into play um, that is a very special job you know our media centers really should be the innovation hubs of our school I always equate that to like the heartbeat of the school culturally instructionally if you have a strong media specialist they can be a game changer so I did that work for seven years in Bardstown at Old Kentucky Home Middle School for Nelson County absolutely loved it then got picked up by the great and wonderful uh, Wes Bradley who is now the superintendent of Nelson County Schools but at the time uh, he was reimagining what a high school could be an innovative high school he had actually uh, taught in the Bronx uh, in New York and taught in inner city Chicago served as an instructional coach and a school leader and really had an innovative outlook on um, progressive school models and, and reimagining so he took what he learned in urban areas and brought it back home here to Kentucky and I was honored to join his team and launch Thomas Nelson High School back in 2012 so that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity I was the uh, vice principal of culture and innovation. We know culture is king. So, um, you know, I do a lot with tech, but culture is also a passion. 
of mine. So then uh, just really, how did I get to this job? Um, I got asked by UK Next Gen back in 2014. They had seen me present at something we call EdCamp Kentucky. I was on the co-founder team. And back in 2012, I did a little session called paperless school leadership. And essentially we know the goal is not paperless. The goal is efficiency, transparency, collaboration. Um, and really the push is as superintendents and school leaders that we assume the responsibility of digital leaders in our buildings and in our, on our teams and our districts. So anyway, somebody from UK Next Gen came to my little session and I had to kind of bait them with the word paperless. Because back then, Greg, had I said Google for principals, nobody would have known what I was talking about. Um, so, uh, after my little session where I took them through our digital infrastructure at Thomas Nelson, they said, we're going to need you to come and keynote this for us at the next UK Next Gen. Greg, are you familiar with UK Next Gen? I am. Okay. So, you know, very forward thinking leaders uh, with Dr. Coleman and Justin Bathin and Lou Young. So, I did an after lunch keynote. First time I'd ever spoken in front of a big group of progressive educators. I was absolutely terrified. I remember shaking was the first like keynote experience. And since then, telling the story of how we built a digital culture along with sharing uh, an insider look into our digital infrastructure, I have been asked to do that probably over 200 times across the state and back. Um, hundreds of school districts, like 100 probably school districts, uh, but conferences and keynotes. And so Marty Park, who is at KDE, uh, you know Dr. Park, I believe he's a Georgetown guy. He is, he does a wonderful job here at Georgetown College for us. Yeah, yeah I think he teaches for you. So, actually happened to be an audience back in 2014 when I did that keynote. And so he and I kind of started following each other's work. And in 2016, he had a position on his team for a digital learning coach. And having had the experiences as a teacher, library, media specialist, and school leader, he thought that I could help drive some of that digital leadership narrative across the state. So I got picked up by him. That was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity as well, working for West Bradley, working for Marty Park. Uh, it doesn't get much better than that. So I've been with his team for two years. Uh, and now, you know, we've done a lot of great work and Kentucky Go Digital was re really a passion project born out of uh, the work on Marty's team. You know, it really hasn't been too long uh, ago that I was a superintendent in Illinois myself. And this idea of having a digital coach or an instructional coach is still really a new idea uh, for especially in rural school districts uh, throughout the country. Um, how have you seen that position evolve over the last several years? And what does that position do for people unfamiliar with that title? So like a digital learning coach? Yeah. Um, you know, there's been a huge push here in Kentucky on the people side of ed tech. And my associate commissioner, the great and wonderful uh, Mr. David Couch, he and along with Marty and several other leaders at KDE have really pushed districts to uh, create and support this role within a district. So really we know, you know technology uh, integration and learning and students creating and, and immersive learning and, and the future of learning, like technology is a huge part of that. 
Uh, this is the digital age. These are digital learners. So this call to action for districts to really recognize the importance of having that expert in the district uh, is more important now than ever. So in my work, I worked exclusively with superintendents and principal leaders. We know that we have to hook them first. They have to believe in the power of digital tools to revolutionize the way that they're leading their districts and schools. And once we kind of hook them, so they kind of send me in on my team to, as the hook for the leadership. And I've worked with several leadership teams across the state from Pikeville to Paducah, um, just on kind of helping them understand how simple digital tools will we'll save them time and allow them to work smarter, not harder. Once we hook them with our model, then we go in and train the teachers um, and help build their capacity. And then the end game is ultimately through all of this work that as we empower the leaders, the teachers, uh, the library media specialists, everyone across the board, that our students who are often far outpacing the adults in the building, they will have more opportunities to create and learn and innovate with technology. So, so these roles in the district, you know, as a little four person team at KDE, we've covered a lot of ground. But imagine if every district valued this position and created it internally how much further they could go along with the library media specialists too and that's some other good work that we're preparing to launch in the new school year and as we kind of jump in and talk about the uh, ky go digital platform i was actually telling one of my colleagues not too long ago that uh, i described it as netflix pd <laughs> i mean it's it is uh, it's on demand and uh, i i watch netflix with my Apple TV device at home. So I, you know, I find myself a lot of times just clicking over and watching uh, Kentucky Go Digital videos. So- Wow, uh, wow, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite so far? One I, that really I really enjoyed the Snow Day episode. I thought that was really neat the way you had people come in and everyone shared a different digital tool and right. just a very innovative solution for, you know, what else are you gonna do on a snow day but right. try to figure so, out how to be better? So I need to give a shout out. That idea, um, we actually on the show have, there's four of us that lead the show and we really were intentional about getting representation from Eastern side of the state, the Western side of the state and the central part of the state. Well, Brooke Whitlow, you know, we were having those, those, that pretty epic snow blast there for several days. Well, the night before she and I had been working on a bunch of stuff and logo design and she said, Heather, she said, you know, we're, we're probably going to have another snow day. What do you think about this? And Greg, she pitched the idea within like five hours, we had picked 13 educators and we really want it to be representative of educators across Kentucky. So together with our network, we kind of plucked 13 rock star Kentucky Go Digital leaders. She, uh, with Elaine Abinathas tech support, pushed out a link, Brooke led the show and that show, it, it just really shows the power of what can happen for our professional learning when we leverage technology. So that's a big shout out to Brooke Whitlow. She's very forward thinking leader here in Kentucky and that was her idea. And I, I've heard you kind of describe the Kentucky Go Digital platform as kind of a three tiered approach. Uh, first with the YouTube channel, which again is wonderful. All you have to do is use the hashtag KY Go Digital and it'll take you right to it. Uh, so that the YouTube channel is kind of the first tier, and then now you have the on-site regional 
professional learning opportunities. And then of course the hashtag is hashtag right. is a learning opportunity. So, so the hashtag was first. Yeah. So the hashtag was first and that actually came out a couple years ago through some work that Dr. Baffin at UK and Marty Park had done. And, you know, I've heard Justin describe it. It was kind of a loose effort to kind of draw awareness around the power of this work. Well, then when I was hired, I said, what's the hashtag we're going to use? Because I had come from a school where we had a very solid social media strategy. So coming to this team, I kind of expected it. If we're going to, you know, build awareness and build a tribe around our vision, we need that connection point of a hashtag. So Marty Park, he said, Heather, you know, I said, I love Kentucky Go Digital. Let's really go after it with the strategy. And he said, you know, I can't think of anything better. So I think it's where we still need to be at this point. We know the goal is innovation. But right now, we're still trying to draw awareness to, to the digital tools. So we really, in the beginning, the only people on the hashtag, after two years, it had kind of dwindled away. The only people on the hashtag was Kate uh, at MSU, Murray State University. They were, two years ago, the only ones uh, every day tweeting to the hashtag. So I rejoined them on the hashtag. And then Brooke Whitlow joined me and Amy Buss from Warren County. And now all of a sudden, if you follow the hashtag, it is a constant flow of really good uh, professional learning ideas, articles, showcasing uh, students and teachers across Kentucky. So the hashtag was the first strategy. From that came uh, actually the, the regional events came second. Now that we're learning virtually, uh, through the hashtag, let's connect everyone uh, together. And so we really wanted a partner, a post-secondary institution or a co-op. So we launched four of those last summer. This summer, Greg, we have now scaled the state of Kentucky. We have them uh, across the state. Um, and then the YouTube channel, you know, that came from the hashtag. This is a little backstory that you might not be aware of. We had a teacher in Lincoln County. His name is uh, McLean Mannion. He's a Kentucky Go Digital leader at Lincoln County High School. He pitched a question on the hashtag about using Google Forms for instructional walkthroughs. Well, I picked it up on the hashtag. And Elaine Abernatha and Brooke Whitlow are very, very strong with Google Form innovation. So I tagged them on the question and I said, ladies, can you take a look at McLean's question? Because that's the power of connectivity, right? Mm. So they took a look at the question and they said, well, let's just do a Google Hangout. And I thought, hmm, a Google Hangout. Well, how about we record that Google Hangout and turn it into a show? Because I'd been trying to create some kind of a show where as I traveled, I would interview. If you go to my old YouTube channel, you'll see me interview Susan Taylor in, in um, Boyle County. And I had interviewed Brooke, but we really wanted a show. So leveraging the power of Google Hangout and YouTube Live, that show was born through that question prompted. And now the YouTube channel. So it's a three-tiered strategy, just like you said. And the YouTube channel has gotten a lot of traction. And you know we just launched our first virtual regional, mm -hmm. uh, kind of pulling the virtual uh, YouTube channel model with the regional model together. And that was led by Melody Stacy out there in Kenton County. Yeah, and you, there are so many great uh, school leaders and teachers and educators right here in Kentucky, but I really like the mix of bringing in people really from all over the country. Some of the top people in the field uh, just watched uh, 
on Kentucky Go Digital, the, the keynote from Casey Bell with yes. Shake Up Learning. Oh, it gives me cold chills. It was so good. Yeah, it was. If you haven't had a chance to see it, you need to jump on the YouTube channel and check that out. But uh, just, just a really cool, innovative way of bringing people in and connecting uh, with everyone here in Kentucky. Yeah, well, Greg, I'll tell you, with Northern Kentucky, you know, Melody, Melody Stacy, she's a principal leader. Um, she had a very strong tribe with Lead Like a Pirate um, and Joyful Leaders. And I heard with some of the P12 work I think they're doing. Is it called P12 Leaders? Is that the hashtag? Yep. What's the hashtag that you always use? P12 Leaders. Uh, yeah, we have a chat, a uh, monthly chat, and we try to get uh, – you know, special guest to uh, moderate that for us. And that's been successful. Yes, yes, I follow that. And I know Melody's been a part of that work. So she's a, a pretty forward thinking leader. She and I had connected at Ed Camp uh, for principals a couple years ago. So, you know, we're looking for an innovator uh, who who already believes in this work and is connected to take the lead on a Northern Kentucky to go digital regional. So when I pitched it to her, I gave her the option. I said, okay, Melody, you can do a brick and mortar uh, regional like everyone else, maybe partner with NKU, or you could take the road less traveled and try this virtual idea. And Melody is all about taking that road less traveled. She's like, Heather, I want a purple cow outside the box event. And I'm telling you, Greg, she rocked it out. She brought in Beth, uh, who is an author, Beth Hoff of Lead Like a Pirate, I think you know her, mm -hmm. and Casey Bell. And I think, you know, there are a lot of eyes on that PD model. I know JCPS, it caught their attention and they gave PD credit for teachers who um, use the videos, uh, people in Tennessee and Ohio. So it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of eyes on Kentucky and how they were able to use YouTube Live to create innovative PD. And I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was wonderful. And and for those out there not familiar with the purple cow reference, can you kind of explain that a little bit? Yes. So the purple cow, let me just see here if I have the book. Let's see. Um, I don't have, I think I let somebody borrow it. I did. Uh, but so uh, Seth Godin was really kind of like a founding father of Thomas Nelson High School. Uh, Wes Bradley was a big fan when we started the school. He introduced me to Seth Godin. He uh, wrote the book, The Purple Cow. This is another book called The Big Moo, and, and Seth has written several books that were really, uh, really are deeply rooted into the Thomas Nelson High School culture. So one of the other books that I just want to pull out real quick is the book Tribes. If you are a new leader and you're trying to build community and build your tribe, this book is, is a big win. Um, so The Purple Cow was actually a reference made. It was a book by Seth Godin. And essentially, if you're driving past a field and you look at cows, Greg, like you and I are going to Casa and we drive past a field of cows. And all of a sudden, I say, Greg, oh my gosh, there's a purple cow in the field. What, what, would, what do you think we would do? I would be shocked and amazed. Uh-huh. We would stop the car. I know. I'd say, Greg, stop the car. And we would probably run up and do what? Uh, pet the cow. Okay. Now, I, I've heard pet the cow. I've heard try to milk the cow to see if you get purple milk. I've heard some really interesting things. But I bet you we would take a selfie. What do you think? Yeah, you're probably right. Greg and Heather, selfie time. We'd take a selfie. And then what would we do with that selfie, Greg? I would be all over social media with the hashtag. All over. Why? Because we want to share our story. 
Yeah, and that cow is remarkable. That cow is something you don't see every day. And so, you know, how we equate that to education is we have purple cow rock star teachers in our building. Mm. Ever, all over the, you know, I hope I tell principals all the time, I hope you have a whole school full of them. And if you do, and your culture, if you have a purple cow teacher and your culture's not strong, protect them because other cows or other teachers uh, will try to put out their light and they'll ridicule them. They'll call them the principal's pet, the goody two shoes, the know it all, the show off. So the purple cow is really an empowerment. Uh, narrative about if you're awesome and, and you're rocking it out, don't go into hiding. Shine on, do good work. Our students need you to do that. So the purple cow is as a standout, and we have what we call Kentucky Go Digital Leaders, who are purple cows who stand out in their schools and districts, um, and are really leading this movement. So the the purple cow, if, if you don't understand it, it probably seems a little strange. Even at Thomas Nelson. We had a real, let me just show you this picture. We had a, a real cow that was actually stuffed, uh, donated by UK Ag, and we had her covered with purple and white fabric. Those are my little girls there. So the purple cow at Thomas Nelson is just a symbol of remarkability and shining on, and for kids too. We know in some schools it's not cool to be smart or to care about your grades or achieve. So it's just a symbol of standing out and being remarkable. And one more thing that we say about the purple cow is in the book he says, criticism comes to those who stand out. No one gets unanimous praise. And so we tell teachers and educators, as you shine and stand out and really innovate for kids. Beware. The forces of mediocrity are going to come out and try to stop you or put your light out. Shine on anyway. So there you go. I think I just gave you the whole history of the purple cow. I, much. I love it. It's, it's wonderful. And uh, you're exactly right. We have, uh, we need to celebrate that uniqueness and we have those great teachers out there and great school leaders. So that was very well said. And I, I enjoyed listening to that. Okay, good. As, as we think about, um, I'm going to call this, uh, again, it's a very innovative model for uh, delivery of professional development. Is this something that other states can replicate and do something similar to what you've done here in Kentucky? And, and how do they go about doing that? Do you get that question a lot? I get that question a lot. Um, and I think, honestly, we're just getting started. You know, I think um, the strategy of, of having three core pieces and, you know, people constantly approach us and they'll say, what if you, what about doing this or what about doing this? And we've really held tight. I don't know if you've read Jim Collins, good to great, but the hedgehog, I like I have that book sitting right here too. So the hedgehog, right? So our hedgehog has always been the hashtag, the regional events and the YouTube channel. And we wanted to do those things really, really well and not spiral off in a hundred. Cause when you deal with this many people, I think we have over 2,100 people registered for our regional events. I mean, this tribe has been rapidly growing. So when you bring so many amazing people together, they have a lot of ideas and that's a good thing. But I think our success has been, um, it's all about empowering others. It's, 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 it's led not necessarily by Katie. It's not a KDE initiative. It is a grassroots organic initiative where you kind of identify the rock stars and you pull them together under a common mission. Um, and, and we have all that information on our YouTube channel. So I would tell a state, start with your hashtag. What's your hashtag? 
how are you going to streamline all of the innovation together so that people can um, learn and really shatter the silos from district to district because if we have a million different hashtags going on then it's not streamlined and it's not consistent so that hashtag I think would be the first starting point and then identifying your your digital leaders across the state regionally and really anchoring them to a co-op or a post-secondary institution which Greg you know as a pre-service principal uh, uh, professor that when we partner with our post-secondary institutions and get to those pre-service teachers earlier like what we're getting ready to do with Western Kentucky the central regionals coming up here uh, in just a couple weeks um, partnering with them and getting their pre-service teachers exposed to all of these great digital innovations for teaching and learning is a huge win as well so you know identifying those regional leaders um, and really shining the bright light on them because our goal has always been to build that regional capacity. Last year, I think in region one, which is far western Kentucky, you know, they only had so like maybe two math leaders uh, that could present on digital innovation for math. And I think this year they went up to like five. And every year that we continue to build capacity in that region, more and more people can step up and lead in certain content areas. So I think the regional leadership piece is huge. And then the YouTube channel, it's free. We love the F word in this business, free. Um, all it is is YouTube or Google Hangout, which we know is going to be Google Meet um, and YouTube Live. So it's all free and it doesn't cost a dime. You just pull those purple cows together, identify them, pull them together under a common hashtag, which is Kentucky Go Digital for us, and just stay true to the mission. And, and you know, as we both know, and we, we talk about this a lot on social media and when, at, when we're out speaking, but uh, change comes hard in public education. And we're, we're in 2018, we're still talking about 21st century learning. And yeah. we still have, we still have uh, classrooms in which kids, you know, sit there all day, they're bored to death, uh, teachers are lecturing. Where do we see this going eventually as, as we think about reimagining schools? In your mind, what's the next big step that has to happen to make, you know, create better schools for kids? So, you know, I was recently asked to give a presentation about innovations in ed tech or the future of ed tech. And, and I have some opinions about that. I'm really interested in immersive learning and, and VR and all that. However, I told the, the group of really smart people that I was that were sitting in front of me, I said, we cannot talk about the future of ed tech uh, and innovations in ed tech until we get uh, deal with the issue that our adults are standing way back here and the kids are far outpacing them. I mean, this is the digital learning generation. So I think, where do we go next? We have to continue to build the capacity of the adults. They may never be able to sprint with the kids, but we can't have adults standing back here saying, I don't do technology. It's not 1980. Techn have you been to a McDonald's lately? A new one? A new McDonald's you order on a touch screen. I don't particularly like that. I want to have somebody else take my order but my kids love it it's it's a part of life so what i would say is where do we go next first of all we can't say 21st century i mean it's 2018 and marty park it really irks him when people talk about 21st century uh skills um we've been here for a long time now almost 20 years so 
I still think that building the capacity of the leadership and the teachers who lack confidence and competence so that they don't think technology is scary. Because are we the barrier to access for kids because we are scared of technology? So that's, I think we have to continue pushing and training and getting adult, adult learners comfortable with technology so that the kids are more likely to have experiences with them in classrooms. What do you think? I, I couldn't agree more. And I, you know, unfortunately, we still have um, political figures talking about uh, cell phones and social media being the root of all evil. And right. I, I would rather embrace smartphones in the classroom. You think about how much money we spend each year on technology and kids already have it in their back pocket and we won't let them use it in a lot of places. Uh, I would rather teach kids how to use those tools responsibly than to uh, just turn a blind eye to them and say, no, you can't bring them in the building. But that's, that's one of those battles that we're going to continue to face. Digital citizenship. You know, we, we can't be scared. We can't have fear keep us from allowing kids to have uh, experiences with technology. And so, you know, Dr. Marty Park at KDE and Dr. Jerry Swan launched the uh, digital driver's license, which is a digital citizenship curriculum. It's free. We love the F word. It's used across the world, but we have to, instead of, um, you know, blocking off or keeping kids from having access to technology. We just have to teach them to be better users, better citizens, digital citizens. So um, I really love when I see districts creating uh, strong digital citizenship integration into uh, their curriculum for kids. And I think that's where we have to go. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. And as we kind of wrap up this conversation in this podcast episode, I, first of all, I want to thank you for being here. I think you're doing amazing things. Your team, uh, not only at uh, KDE, but with Kentucky Go Digital, uh, very innovative, very engaging. And um, I actually had a chance to meet some of, um, uh, some of the folks that are responsible for putting these events on at the Ed Camp earlier in the year in Louisville and really enjoyed yeah. that experience. So. Yeah. Kudos to, to all of you for your great work. And I'll just give you a, a quick closing thought if, if you want to talk a little bit more about how people can uh, engage with Kentucky Go Digital. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the more the merrier. This is a, an inclusive uh, movement. We, you know, novice to advanced, everyone is invited. Uh, all purple cows welcome. Um, and I think the first way to really get involved is to connect on the hashtag. As you are innovating as a leader, as a teacher, as a library media specialist, you know, share. And, and you know, our core mission words are create. You're creating amazing leading and learning experiences. Connect with us on the hashtag. And our third word is share. Create, connect, share. Um, those are our mission words. So share your innovation to the hashtag. That is the easiest first step for you to connect with this tribe. And then um, as you continue sharing, uh, consider stepping up and leading at one of the regional events. And you'll learn more about how to register for those. We have the link constantly on the hashtag. We have three more regionals coming up. Um, at Western Kentucky University, uh, at Corbin Center, and uh, at the end of July, and then at Moorhead State. And, and speaking of those regionals, let me give a shout out to the regional leadership team that are really the backbone behind this movement. 
uh, out in Western Kentucky, Elaine Abernathy and her crew. And she's also the tech support behind all the YouTube work. We absolutely could not do it without her technical prowess. Um, in Central Kentucky, Chase Goff, who was formerly the principal at Caverna and is now going to be at Nelson County as the director of student leadership, along with Allison Langley uh, and Terry Stice, who's out there at Greg, shout out to them. Um, and Brooke Whitlow has also helped with that. Uh, out in Eastern Kentucky, Miss Courtney DeRossett, who is the CIO for Floyd County Schools. She is an absolute phenom. Northern Kentucky, Miss Melody Stacy, along with Dr. Angie White and that crew, phenomenal. And then down in South Central Kentucky, it's Miss Crystal Doolin, along with Joanna Stevens, leading that good work, um, with several co-ops involved and post-secondary partners. So those regional events, we'd love to have people step up as as we continue to build that capacity and lead. We have several different content areas. Um, there's several different tracks and you can follow all that on the hashtag. And then of course, Greg, there's the YouTube channel. So you can always that on-demand PD on the treadmill while you're commuting, that's there for you anytime, anywhere. Well, well again, thanks for your time. Thanks for being here. And a big shout out to, to all the people that make Kentucky go digital what it is. It really is a special, um, special way to connect not only with educators here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, but throughout the country. There are some great people out on Twitter. Uh, use that Kentucky Go Digital hashtag. Watch the YouTube channel. And Heather, keep doing great things for kids. Yes, thank you so much. And by the way, Greg, I'm being JCPS starting July 1st. I don't know if you caught that. So I'm going to be making a transition to uh, Jefferson County Public Schools. Uh, leading the digital innovation and backpack movement. So along with working for KDE, leading the library media specialist movement. So big work ahead, but Kentucky Go Digital will always be there kind of fueling the movement. Well, congratulations on the new position. I know you'll do great. And, you. and I know Kentucky Go Digital will continue to, to be stronger and stronger as people throughout the Commonwealth uh, are working to make that uh, a very valuable learning tool. Thanks, Greg. So with that, I want to thank all of our listeners, and as always, do what you can in your school and your community to create better schools for kids, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast.